My life be like Welcome in, everyone. It's been a while. I'm joined with Anak Peter, as always. How you doing, Peter? I'm good. I'm good. Good as always, Ryan. Good, good, Peter. I'm glad you're doing all right. I'm doing well, too. Welcome into the Anak's podcast. We have a new face, though. We've added an additional Anak to the to the playlist. This is Anak Miles. What's up, Anak? What's up, guys? How you guys doing? Good to be here. First podcast. I'm excited. So, uh... You know, never ready to dive into it. Let's, get, let's dive in, baby. So yeah, today, I mean, first and foremost, I want to make sure all the viewers out there are doing well, staying safe, being healthy during this holiday season, unlike any other. Um, but yeah, today we're going to be talking about some some sporting pasts and some of the good, the bad, the funny, of kind of like what we went through growing up as, as athletes. And, um, you know, all of us, all three of us have, you know, played sports our whole life and we're kind of born and raised on the fundamentals of sports and we have a lot of backgrounds and a lot of stories to tell so hope you guys stick around it's gonna be a fun show obviously we're easing miles into the podcast so please don't give him a hard time in the comment section give me and peter a hard time but not miles all right <laughs> uh, but offer him a warm welcome um as he is going to be joining us for for podcast down the line so without further ado peter what are we talking about today like you just said, we're talking about sporting past, man. Like, as you can see, my memorabilia here, I got a assortment of different things. And that doesn't even include trophies. Flexing. So, yeah, <laughs> this, is, this is my special Love room. I pulled it out for this episode. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm excited. I, I think some of the fans in my other the Golf Stories videos have been asking about my sporting past. And I think it's just something that, uh, that can bring people together in terms of, you know, everyone who watches these videos or watches sports, you know, they probably just played a little sports here and there. Maybe if it's, you know, intramurals or when they were just a kid. So I think we all have those fun experiences, whether it's playing by yourself or playing with a team. And we all just want to share those experiences. I think, you know, we're Knox and we, we played sports, you know, just pick up basketball, especially at y'all's house. Uh, so, you know, we're competitive at, you know, big time competitors. Uh, and we just, I think we just have a lot of stories to share and I'm excited to share my stories. I know y'all are too. And yeah, yeah, yeah I think it's a perfect, we're, perfect. We're excited to share the stories, but before I, I kind of got ahead of myself just a little bit, but before we start sharing sports stories, I'm going to give miles a floor. 
Mm. Uh, he's going to give us a rundown of what he's about, though. And Ask Miles, welcome to the mix. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Mm. So, uh, just like Mark Peters said, we've all encountered sports in our lives, and, and definitely us. I've grown up playing sports, and, and literally has been part of my life because uh, I can remember. You know, it's the reason why I want to go to grad school and reason why we'll run my life as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, for me, and I kind of went to, I think, one of the most prestigious high schools in the nation. And uh, where'd you go? Where'd you go? Tell him. Tell Shout him. They'll saw high school, baby. Oh, <laughs> man. Uh, Concord, California. So, I mean, I love it. I love it. I mean, that's like basically a high school that I'm really proud of. Everyone knows that. And, um, you know, basically a high school that has taught me, you know, a lot of life lessons and, and definitely uh, shaped me and molded me into, like, who, who the man I am today. So, a lot of life lessons. Um, like Peter says, uh, you know, sports has a lot of lessons that play into it. So, that would be that you come here and shape you as a man. So, so yeah, I mean, any questions? And I'm following that line right here. But uh, I can get into it. So, let's go. Yeah. Let's mm. get this started. Again, like I said, comment section, please. Offer Miles a little warm welcome, a warm and Knox welcome, uh, because all three of us, I mean, we grew up together, you know, Peter from afar, obviously, because he's all the way out in Baton Rouge, but still, whenever we got together, it's on, competition-wise, whether we're playing Madden, whether we're outside breaking Uncle Jerry's ankles, <laughs> you know, we outside, we're competitive, we always had the competitive juices flowing, but we all come from a little bit different backgrounds when it comes to the sports that we actually played, so I think that's why this um, this podcast is going to be fun because we have a lot of different insights and a lot of stories to share um, uh, with all the different sports that we played. So with that being said, let's dive right in. Let's mm. dive in, Peter. Let's mm. dive in. Right, right. As you said in the beginning, the, are you even reading the title? The title of this thing is the good, the bad, and the ugly. So, or excuse me, the funny. Sorry. Uh, confusion with the movie. Confusion with the movie. But <laughs> so we're going to jump in in terms of uh, the good in our sporting lives. So I thought one thing that would be fun was for all three of us to go over, you know, three of your greatest sporting accomplishments. Uh, so, you know, whatever it is, it could be I got to first base on my, my first first tee ball or whatever. I, or I won a, I won the game by hitting the game winner, whatever it is. The floor is yours once you, you know, once you have that accomplishment in mind. I'll just let you explain that story. Uh, since Miles, your first time on this podcast, uh, we'll, we'll go ahead with you first in terms of. Uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, do you want? Do y'all want it to be in order, or do y'all want? Uh, yeah, let's, let's start this thing off at our third. Okay. Make it a little suspenseful, and then dwindle it down to our first. So we save the best story for it. For last for the good portion of it all right yeah i will do with that so number three miles what's your number three sports accomplishment number three sports accomplishment i think was um was definitely winning the state championship i think my my senior year that's number I know, three uh, and i'll skip my junior year right there so um i'll, I'll dive into that a little later but i think senior year was a big accomplishment for me because i definitely earned a lot more playing time than i got my junior year um, you know, definitely was um, not one of the big pieces, but I definitely contributed a lot more than uh, you know, than I than I did junior year. So that was a real big accomplishment. We did grinded a lot that season. Obviously, we lost in Texas our first game. Hmm. So um, you know, everyone was counting us out, and it was just you know a really big struggle mentally and physically. 
uh, just to get to the state championship uh, my senior year. So um, I really, you know, I really hop on that accomplishment. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to for the rest of my life. So it's something that really taught me a lot mentally and physically was demanding. So, I mean, that's something that a lot of people experience, you know, especially being at that type of school and then, um, you know, being in that type of caliber of a, of a, of a school, let alone, you know, high school. But um, it was really, it was really interesting and, and really, um, and taught me a lot. So I'm going to pass it on to Ryan. We'll get, we're going to on to my second one uh, a little later on. So here we go. Number three is winning a state championship. I don't know how I'm going to follow up to that, but like I said, everyone's sports journey is their own journey. It's own, it's its own beautiful thing. So thank you for sharing that, Miles. Appreciate that. Champion right here. Where's the ring? You didn't bring the ring out. I didn't bring the ring out. <laughs> See, ain't flexing that maybe, hard. Maybe a little, uh, another video, but you don't want to come in too hot now. 22 now. Come on now. <laughs> I want to be tearing my rings around. <laughs> Yeah, so number three for myself, um, it's a little bit of a weird one because it's not necessarily a specific accomplishment, but it's something that when I reflect now, I'm like, damn, I'm, I'm really glad that I did that. Um, and it's, it's running cross country my first year in high school. And I've always been a runner type of guy. I've always enjoyed running long distance, short distance, whatever the case may be. But um, I heard a lot about cross country going into high school and it's like, you know, you got to run like five, six miles a day. You got to train two times a day. I mean, you're a stick. I mean, you're skinny as hell. But it's just the mental things. It's the mental grind that I had to go through back in the day. Um, you know, we had practice at 5 a.m. 5 a.m. And we had to go run five, six miles. Hmm. Like David Goggins. Like, I don't know how in the world <laughs> I had the mental capacity at, a, at 14 years old to run that much. But looking back, it taught me so much. It taught me a lot. And the races were only two or three miles. I only did it my freshman year. But, man, that summer, that training camp leading into high school, it kind of set the tone mm. for athletics all around. So um, looking back at it, I'm proud of it. I had some nasty PRs, too. Like, some of my splits on the miles were crazy. I was running, like, five-minute miles. Mm. I can't do that now. I tried <laughs> it today. I can't do that now for sure. About to, my hammy's about to go if I try that. But I think it, it was a fun time. And, and looking back, I would never have said, you know, this is definitely the most memorable at the time. But I think now reflecting about it, I'm just like, damn, like cross country, it'll teach you some things, man. It'll teach you some things, how to battle some demons. Mm. You know, you're running up a hill like 20 times, 20 hill repeats. Like the only thing you're competing against is yourself and you can't stop. You can't be a bitch. So that's why I think looking back at it now, although – you know, cross country is not the most prestigious sport. It's not the sauciest sport by any stretch of the imagination. I think it teaches a lot with how to battle your own mental demons and, and how to push through. And it helped throughout all the other sports that I play. And I still, you know, take that into account um, whenever I'm playing sports today. So that's number three. Peter, time is now for you to show mm. what your number three is. Those are some good ones to follow up. I mean, but like you said, everyone has their own personal journey. Uh, I think, I guess mine may be a little surprising. I mean, it doesn't have anything to do with golf. It's, I think it's, yeah, it's the only one on my list that doesn't have anything to do with golf. It's uh, actually middle school basketball, sixth grade Ooh. basketball. So throughout my whole life, I pretty much made, you know, varsity or whatever. But uh, during that year, sixth grade basketball, I didn't make the varsity team. So I had to go to CYO, which is 
guess you were the B team. And, you know, frankly, what it didn't even have anything to do with, you know, my skills or anything like that. It's because the coach knew some of the kids' dads, you know, you know, it, it was political. Uh, but, you know, being a sixth grader and really not understanding that and knowing I was good enough, going into that CYO year, I played pissed off. And I'm talking like Russell Westbrook. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Russell Westbrook, like, what was that, a few years back when he was averaging triple-double? Now, I wasn't averaging yeah. triple-double, but it was the first time uh, in my whole career where, and I think, yeah, it was the only time, really, where I was the star player and we actually won. So I've been the star player on baseball teams or soccer teams, and we've sucked before. But this is the first time, like, I was the star player and we actually got it done. So it, it took a few games to get us some rhythm, but, you know, I was the point guard. I played pretty much every minute of the game. We only had eight players. And I'll get to a good story on that in a, in a bit. Uh, but it was just such a, a great experience. And, you know, I ended up making the team, you know, the two years after that or whatever. But that year I had the most fun because, you know, it, it, it's such a prideful thing to be able to be the star player and you're actually winning. And, you, you know, you, you, we have a small team, but, you know, everyone's so close. It's like a family. And, you know, that, that game I'm talking about is um, – so one time we had this game where we only had five players going into uh, into the game because a couple of players didn't show up. One had, I don't know, just like conduct or something like that. And so throughout the whole game, we played with five players. And towards the end of the game, one of the players filed out. And so I honestly thought if you're playing with – I thought you were just disqualified. If you can't play with five players, I thought, you know, the team was done. You just – you know, you forfeit that game. But apparently you can play with four players. <laughs> and uh, and so this was like the last three minutes of the game. And it was going back and forth and back and forth. And I end up stealing the ball with like less than 30 seconds to go. It's a tie game. And I go down the court. I get fouled. But I end up making two free throws, perfect swishes. And uh, we end up <laughs> stop on the other side. And I just remember, you know, that moment so, so greatly is because all of my teammates came over and just, just hugged me. And they were just, you know, they, they really saw to me as a leader. And, and that's just a, an awesome feeling. And, you know, some of the parents even were like, you know, S, our, our, our school is called, you know, St. Thomas More, short STM. And they're like, you know, STM never beats that team. And so just to, you know, feel that love and, you know, actually accomplish something. It's sixth grade basketball, but, you know, that's an awesome, yeah, yeah, it's an awesome experience that, you know, hell, I'll, Love it. I'll tell my grandchildren about. So, yeah, that's number three for me. Uh, I think we got some more to go. Shoot. I mean, if that's just. Oh, we got a long way to go, but yeah, that's <laughs> dope. Um, I mean, don't matter what age you're at. Mm-hmm. I mean, those memories stick for a lifetime. Mm-hmm. And you still remember, I bet, how you feel or you, how you felt during that moment, Peter. So mm-hmm. that's why th- those are the those are the things that stick. Those are the things that stick. Sixth grade or, you know, 2019 NBA Finals, no matter what the stage is. It's just, you know, you got it done. You got it done. Straight out the womb. I love it. I love it. You know, that's that's what uh that's what we all live for as a kid. I like how we all play sports. And even going back to us all playing basketball together as kids. Hmm. You know, we, I can tell we were all competitive and, you know, getting sweaty before Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> There's nothing – <laughs> I can't. I, I can always remember that. You know, yeah. it's something I can always stick back on. But uh, as you carry on, I, I can always flip, flip from like you know, state champion and whatever. But uh, 
I think number two is going to have to go through middle school as well. I think, no, that was actually probably fifth grade. I think fifth grade, I came, uh, this is still when MapQuest was a thing. And uh, my parents didn't have any sense of, I don't know, I'm not going to say any sense of direction, but we couldn't find the gym. And um, matter of fact, we were at the actual school, but the gym was all the way in the back. Mm. And uh, they thought it was somewhere else. You know, some hobo came up and told them <laughs> it was at another school. So, of course, that happened. But anyways, got in the gym finally. You know, it's 30 seconds left on the clock. I get subbed in. <laughs> <laughs> we're down one. We're down one. It's, it's you know, it's a still oil game. We're down probably, it's probably 19, 20. At the, you know, grind out affair. You feel come me? in, <laughs> you know, I get the pass on the wing. You know, pump fake. I still remember this and, you know, wide open layup. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that, that sealed the game. And I was I missed all three quarters, and I came in and, uh, you know, I scored a bucket to seal the deal. Right so, out the parking lot. <laughs> did did you, you know, hit the silencer on it? I mean, I didn't really see the silencer before, before then. But, uh, you know, that's that's a moment I always remember. That's my Kobe moment. Mm. Actually, I'm going to say my LeBron moment. Yeah. <laughs> everyone knows. Well, uh, everyone knows I'm a diehard Bronze fan. So, mm-hmm. you know, we'll talk about that a little later. Um, but yeah, man, that's, that's a moment I remember as a kid and that's probably a moment that I'm always going to remember because how young I was, Mm -hmm. but, um, anybody that can miss three quarters and come in and steal a little deal, Mm. you know, memorable, memorable clutch time, baby clutch. Pass it to knock Ryan and let us, uh, see start number two. You're coming in hot with those two bangers right there. (laughs) Uh, I mean, no warm up though. No warm up. You went straight in the game. Uh, yeah. You know, Superman arrived. Man, Uncle Robert was probably jumping up and down. <laughs> but I still would have been mad that you missed any of the whole game because of directions. <laughs> oh, oh, map quest isn't a thing right yeah, now. Well, no. Little kids out there, they don't even know what map quest is. No. Yeah, they really don't know. I barely know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so number two for me, I, I'm I'm sticking to my roots right now and I'm going a soccer route. So mm. um my number two greatest sporting accomplishment. It's a it's my sporting accomplishment because I was so happy, you know, I brought the joy out. But it was more more so a team accomplishment, I should say, because um this game was crazy. Let me landscape it out for you guys. It was a crazy ass atmosphere. The last game of the year um in our division, in our um in our league, uh last game of the year, and we were the fourth place team in our division, and there were six teams, and only three of them get to the CIF playoffs. So, I mean, CIF playoffs in, in, in California, that's like prestigious. Like you got to, you know, you're a good program if you can make the CIF playoffs, okay. um, as Miles will probably tell you. But CIF playoffs, big deal. And for our school, I went to Ayala High School in Chino Hills, California, not to get confused with Chino Hills High School where the Ball Brothers attended. But I went to Ayala, which is the rival school of, of Chino Hills High. Um, but we had never made the CIF playoffs in 10 years. It's, it was a drought. I mean, I'm talking like, I'm talking Sahara Desert drought out here. And going into the year, you know, very skeptical in, in, you know, what the potential could be. We had the talent, but very skeptical in if we can actually, you know, put it together on the field, a la maybe the Cleveland Browns this year. Uh, yeah. I have to put them in there. But, but yeah, kind of like that, you know, the talent is there, you know, exuding in talent, but can you get it done? So anyways, let me, let me fast forward back to where I was at last game of the year. We're playing Claremont High. They're the number one team in our division, you know, Claremont High. And it's their senior night. It's mm. their senior night, okay? 
And, you know, everyone knows that's played sports. Senior night, you know, you do that whole ceremony and bullshit stuff prior to the game starting. You know, you play a boo-boo team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, we were kind of a boo-boo team. But, you know, (laughs) so so here's the deal, though. Let me know. They said, you know what? You know what? Screw it. I'm not going to do my senior night before. I'm going to make it a celebratory senior night. Let me do it after because we're going to whoop these guys anyways. You know, we're going to win the division. You know, we're first seed. I mean, we got Ayala High School coming out here. You know, we're going to beat them. So that, that was what Claremont was thinking. Hmm. Let me tell you this. It was 2-2 going into the 89th <laughs> minute of the game. Last minute of the game. <laughs> I get drilled. Like, absolutely cocked in the face. <laughs> I get slid tackle. Like, I still, like, blacked out for maybe a good, like, 30 seconds. The trainers were carrying me off. Like, you know what I mean? Like, not even bring the stretcher because we were so damn broke. Like, we didn't have stretchers. Like, they were carrying me off the field. So we had 10 men with that free kick that I got, you know, a teammate of mine, he kicked it over and we scored the winning goal with 20 seconds left. We ended up winning the game, propelling us to third seed, got into the CIF playoffs for the first time in 10 years and spoiled their senior night. I tell you, it was the most depressing senior night I've ever seen in my life. I like how in depth. Yeah, yeah, I have to be in depth because I have to, I have to like, give you that whole story. I, I need the, the people like a, that weren't like there. 30 for 30. Yeah, dude. 30 for 30. One day, one day when we get the budget for it, we will have a 30 <laughs> for 30 about this. But we ended up winning the game. And let me tell you, that senior night, because, I mean, everyone knows senior night, like, you know, you go out with your mom, your dad, you have the flowers, you have everything. You know, it's pregame. It's pregame. It's before the game. It's never after. Them bitch asses had it after because they thought they were going to run us. That's not the case. We made CIF. We played uh, Matter Day in the, in the first round of CIF. We got whopped. <laughs> we lost 3-0 on our own turf. But, hey, I'll tell you what, that whole entire thing, that, that's definitely something that I look back and I'm like, man, I'm happy. I'm happy. I mean, good vibes and, and just a storyline for, as Miles just mentioned, a 30 for 30 storyline, mm. you know. Uh, I love so, it. So that's my number two, though. That's my number two. That's not number one, but that's number two. But that's kind of similarly, I was going to put that because we have a segment later about, about some funny stories, but I, it was hilarious watching their senior night. And I mean, it was just so depressing because they didn't end up even winning the league because they were first seed, the, the second place team, the Damian Spartans, uh, they ended up popping over them and they won the league that year. But it was just fun to play spoiler, fun to play spoiler. But yeah, good times. Um, Peter, I, I've held the mic a little bit too long as I normally do, but I'm going to I'm going to pass it on to you, Peter, for number two for your, for your end. You are good, man. I guess oh, once you have the mic, once you have the mic, That's greatness right there. Yeah, greatness. Exactly. Strive, <laughs> strive for greatness. I love it. I just need to really just go in depth on this. How yeah, yeah, came yeah. On there. You gotta like, you I'm, know what I mean? Like, give you credit for that. <laughs> <laughs> you got all the way. You gotta let us know because think about it. And Peter will go in depth. Sorry to hold you a little bit longer. Go for We're going in depth on these stories. Keep in mind, none of us have been there. None of us were there. You know, mm-hmm. so so you gotta give us that that uh, perspective. I've had all your English teachers are proud. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Hell yeah! <laughs> I got kicked out so many times in my English class. We don't want to talk about that, Peter. I'm interested. Your number three was you know you mad bully balling down in the seventh grade, <laughs> the sixth grade. So I mean, I'm interested to see what your number two is. <laughs> okay, uh, my my number two. It, it's really not even a particular moment. It's just uh, having a like, successful junior golf career. As uh, you two can attest, golf isn't easy. And for me to, you know, pick it up. (laughs) (laughs) But, hey, 
that's what makes it fun is, is the challenge is the challenge but to pick it up and honestly win my first tournament i mean grand Asher, like 47 or something and i was like a nine-year-old but you know to win my first tournament and you know just have a in general a successful golfing career is you know that's nothing to shake and it's something i definitely i mean hell it was almost like a career at, at some point you know i was playing you know 15 to 20 tournaments each summer and you know to come out on you know i'd say on the positive end i got multiple wins you know double digit wins whether it be nine holes 18 holes or 36 holes i mean total i i think i counted like 16 wins so damn not to mention the little you know high school matches that that you have uh you know those are just almost like throwaway things but you know yeah i mean I'm very proud of the fact that I got to got not only to just to play golf as a young kid, but to also have, you know, great success with it uh, and, you know, meet so many great people. I think that was just the, I guess, moral of the story, so to speak, is to, you know, meet so many people, you know, like y'all, y'all can probably attest with the sports that y'all play soccer, basketball, football, whatever it is. I mean, the people that you meet, you know, I still, hell, I'm, I'm about to go play with a buddy from, middle school who I haven't talked to in a while, but, you know, we talked about golf or anything like that. So a lot of connections. In sports. Yeah, exactly. The connections and network that you build just from playing the sports is just has been incredible. And uh, yeah, the wins, the wins are nice. Uh, I think, I mean, I never really got a chance to uh, hit like a game winning putt with like uh, everyone watching, but, you know, definitely during the matches with uh, friends and everything like that to uh, when you're just like money on the line or just sheer pride, to drill, you know, a 30-footer and, you know, I, for me, I'm a big Tiger Woods fan. So, you know, to emulate Tiger Woods, I'll throw my hat on, on the ground. Like, that was my favorite celebration. Every time I drain one, I'll throw my hat onto the ground. And, and, you know, well, then I can't do that. Yeah, well, not right <laughs> it's all the passion. It's all about the passion. That's it, man. That's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of sports as a whole, right? Mm-hmm. It's that that – different you know energy level that it, it gets out of us right know, that, com- just, that competitive spirit i mean hell it could like juicy. one time it was just a chipping it was just a chipping competition for like 10 bucks but you know just to you know have your friends there and you know you just throw the hat right, right in their face and you look at them like mm. 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 angry well, that's angry. My number two. solid number two i mean me and miles we've watched your golf career from afar Obviously, we wish we could have been there, but you know, Baton Rouge ain't you know a twenty-minute drive. Close. It's not, not close. It's not a close way, but right away. But definitely, <laughs> like you know, the talk around the family. I mean, you, the golf prodigy himself, Peter Mata, Anak Peter. Um, we just wish you hope and and share some of the tips to us because we we've been oh. out in the greens. Actually, we haven't been in the greens. We go golfing, but we're ending up in the rock. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, we're we're ending up in in old Granny's house. You know, putting away, but. Yeah, that's for next time. That's for next time. Definitely a lot of windows. Was built today. <laughs> I mean, I'm not putting up my number one. I can probably flip, you know, the state championship to number one. But if I want to go, you know, in depth and just have fun with it and say my number one, I think I think it's just getting through the first two seat, first two years at Dale South. I mean, mm. yeah, I was playing football and basketball, and it was just, dude, it was hard for a you know 14, 15 year old to wake up at four o'clock in the morning because, you know, we live probably an hour away from the school with traffic. So, I mean, just getting up every morning for 6 a.m. practice was definitely an accomplishment that I'm proud of myself of. Uh, anyway, so 
So um, that was definitely a big accomplishment for me. You know, that mental toughness, I think, definitely plays on me till today. You know, it's just definitely the reason why I always, you know, push myself to do more. So, I mean, it's, as well as, I think, JV, and then going on to JV year, I think it was the hardest on me mentally and physically. Mm. Um, I know varsity is only supposed to be, you know, a step up, step above. But JV year, I mean, dude, that was that was like some uh, some goggin stuff, as you yeah. call it. Yeah, that was like that was like Marine boot camp. Yeah, you know, they <laughs> test you to see you we, how, we if you really want it. But you know, yeah. it, it also played a factor. You know, just I really like wanted to make sure that you actually you know stuck with the program and everything. You know, they really wanted to break you in, and they have to do that at a young age. So, um, yeah, my my first accomplishment I think is just getting through those first two years at Dale Town, not even trying to transfer, you know, just push it through it and, and see what I can get out of it rather than, you know, just, you know, be a bitch and try to, you know, leave or, you know, try to, like, if it gets hard, then, you know, give up. So, you know, it really taught me uh, a lot on how how to, um, you know, stay positive and, and really just carry on. So, yes, yeah. sir. Yes, sir. Like that. That's beautiful. And you know what? As I as I kind of reflected on, you know, Miles' three, two, one, mm-hmm. it sent Something that stood out to me was, I think I like how you ordered it. I like it. Don't flip it. I like it. I mean, you can flip it because it's your list, but yeah, I wouldn't flip it. And here's why. I'll I'll say this. Number one is the journey. You know, Love number it. three is the destination. But no, number I, one is the journey. And what, what do we say, right? It's, it's, all it's about the, the journey. It's the process. You know, and that's why I like how how Miles picked number one as the actual like foundations. That was the actual foundation that was built. And that's why it made number three so satisfying is because he knew what it had to take. And it took those first few years at De La Salle. You know, there's a lot of pressure, I bet, you know, yeah. going to a going to a high school with, with a name brand like De La Salle. So yeah. that's why, you know, as I look back, I'm like, damn, you know what? That's good. I like how you, you know, you know, awards and trophies. I mean, they mean a lot. Don't get me wrong, but it's it's the grind. It's the it's a it's the process that, that we go through that makes it when we reflect back so memorable and and that's where we earn our bread that's where we earn our bread so uh, i appreciate you sh- uh, sharing the three uh three of your top accomplishments in, in your career i know that i mean we can have a top 30 or top 50 i mean i don't want to you know toot my own horn or toot our own horn but i mean we've had so many stories that we could share but you know dwindling it down to three is not easy dwindling it down to three filtering it down to three is not easy um so yeah, so let, let, let me get into number one. Number two is like my story one. So number one's a little bit more straightforward, but I'll, I'll start by saying this. Um, I was a big boy. I was a big boy going into my senior year. Um, for everyone that knows me, um, you know, junior year, it, it was a time that it was a low period, I like to say, just due to the fact that I had a concussion. I was dealing with some injuries my junior year. And, um, you know, I've always had a uh, eating habit uh, per se you know I've always enjoyed me some Taco Bell I've always enjoyed me some fast food um, you know a couple dozen donuts you know I've always enjoyed that but obviously it, it balanced out with the amount of activity that I was always in but uh, come my junior year you know dealing with some injuries you know me getting my driver's license you know at my disposal is any fast food restaurant so I, I gained a little bit of weight mm. I, didn't, I didn't like that I didn't like that at all um, so going into my senior year you know I was just like, you know what, this is, this is my senior year, you know, I, let, me, let me get myself into some shape here. And I, I wasn't in the shape that I would have liked to been reflecting back at it now. I wish I was in the best shape because, I mean, that's my senior year. 
but I was better. I was in better shape than I was in junior year. I was junior year. I was a little pudgy, you know, me and miles, I, we're going to show this picture right here, but um, you know, we, we boxed at your house, Peter, we boxed at your house. <laughs> you know, I, I looked like I was one ding dong away from job of the hut and, and miles, he was still, he, he hadn't had his growth spread yet, but you know, <laughs> it looked like a heavyweight bout. You know I mean? It looked like a 1992 heavyweight bout. And so that's why I was like, you know what? I can't, I can't be, I can't be, you know, oh, soccer player like this. It's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. So, um, yeah, it's not, yeah, yeah, it's not physically yeah. possible. I was gassed at every sprint that I would do. So that's why come senior year, I had to make it, you know, known that, you know, I I'm serious. I'm taking this thing seriously. So with that being said, uh, my number one is that I was able to get first team all CIF in my division uh, my senior year. I was able to put myself into shape. Um, I didn't score so many goals because I was more of a distributor at the time. But I was able to put my team in position, as I mentioned in my number two, uh, to make CIF. And I think that, you know, whoever was doing the voting, I, I don't know how, how they vote for it. <laughs> but uh, whoever was doing the voting, they definitely saw me as an um, integral part uh, uh, to, to my team making CIF for the first time in 10 years. So I was able to get the award first team all CIF uh, in the Sierra League division. Um, with my uh, high school team. So that's my number one. I'm happy about it because it set the tone mm. for post high school, post high school. And it was like, no more are the days where I'm spending 30 to 40 bucks at Taco Bell. You know what I mean? Gone. Mm. You know, maybe I'll spend 10, 15, but no, no, I'm not getting, you know, burritos, burritos, you know, whole box. boxes, you know, all of that stuff. Those days are behind me. I think that that was a shift. And, and I think that going into my senior year, I was like, you know what, I'm going to make the change. And it goes out to everyone out there, too. You can make the change. It starts today. All right. Don't ever compare yourself to someone else. Compare yourself to who you were yesterday. I love that. I love that. I love that quote. That's something I really go on. You know, I try to go on every single day. You know, you can't really compare yourself to other people. Everyone's on their own journey. Everyone's on their own path. You know, if, if everyone's on their own path, then, you know, life really wouldn't be as beautiful as it is. So. No, I'm gonna add on to that. Yes, sir. Yeah, look, I'll, I'll, I'll leave, guys. I mean, if y'all just drop it, <laughs> <laughs> no, Peter, please. Number one, let me hear it. Let me let, let's hear it. Well, number one, as if I mean, if you know me, if you see around, I mean, most of the pictures here. Number one is <laughs> yes, I love it. Yes, sir. Talk your shit. Yes, sir. Number one is me not only playing in the first tee open, but also you know, randomly getting on the cover of the first tee magazine. So obviously there's a bunch of stories behind it. So basically the first tee open that happens every year and essentially they pick one kid, not per chapter, but 81 kids around the country. And I was just lucky enough my senior year, I just you know threw my name in that. I've told the story a billion times, threw my name in the hat. I didn't think anything of it. And I was like, if I get in great, if not I mean, whatever. And, you know, news came back to me like, Hey, you, you got in. I was like, Oh shit. <laughs> what now? <laughs> so, you know, obviously I made all my preparations, told, you know, people I'm going to be there and whatnot. Uh, and the whole process was just amazing. So, you know, you either have the choice of staying in the hotel with other participants or you get a host family. So I chose the host family. And I tell you what, I felt like I was Jack in the Titanic and like I was a third class dude going up to first class and they're like, how do you take your caviar or anything like that? Whoa. But no. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking ballers over here. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, but uh, uh, I was uh, trying to be in one. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, these people were, but they were the nicest people. I'm telling you, I mean, you wouldn't have guessed they're, you know, probably multi-millionaires, but you know, and that speaks for everyone that I met that were, I guess, I'm guessing multi-millionaires if you're there other than a kid or a PGA pro. So, yeah, I mean, that, that was just one part of it. I mean, their house was a, a whole mansion and their, their backyard was a park and it was right near Pebble Beach, which is uh, absolutely iconic. And so the tournament itself was you get paired with a senior PGA Tour pro. So a guy who's, you know, played on the PGA Tour and has transitioned to his, uh, his, his basically, you know, the big three now for basketball. So, you know, you get to play with the senior pro who's probably won on the PGA Tour. I got paired with Steve Lowry. I don't know if y'all can see him, but he's back there. Oh, we see him. The, the pairings right are random. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's wearing a Dallas Cowboy thing. I don't know. I, I don't know how they did the pairings, but I think he has the same birthday as me, maybe. I don't know. But yeah, I got paired with him, three-time PGA Tour winner. Shout out to him if he ever watches this. But you know, he played amazing just to see up front. You know, I, I go to watch you know PGA Tour tournaments, you know, all the time. You know, I'm a big fan, but you know, to see up front and see like every hole just how consistent they are. They don't miss. And you know, comparing to my game, which I feel is pretty good. It's, it's still like a whole nother level, but still, you know, I was there, I was there for a uh, whole another level, whole another level. I'm telling you, like maybe even two levels. I mean, I'm not putting myself <laughs> that damn good, but uh, you know, going to the week in terms of play, I just wanted to, you know, enjoy my time at Pebble beach, but I was hoping for one highlight to get on TV at least, whatever it is. And I did get that. Check it out, Peter Mata. Chip in on YouTube and you'll find show it. Show it, show it, show it. We'll, yeah, we'll it. probably, show, we'll probably yeah. show it here as I'm talking. Uh, so, that, I mean, life was complete after that. I mean, I got the chip in. I saw that was on TV and I enjoyed my time there. Uh, but, you know, I got this one little extra ingredient here that uh, came with that tournament. So I didn't get to make the cut, but you know we they we got to play that final day at another course and that's where that is at and essentially what happened the story behind that is the photographer is going around as we're playing and he's just say he's taking pictures or just whatever you know it's per group they're just you know taking group pictures and so on that that green our competitor he made a long putt uh it was like a i don't know 50 footer it was a bomb and to tie him i made like a 40 footer right on top of him. And the photographer just happened to be there. And I just pointed at him as that picture looks like. And I was like, did you get what you wanted? And he's like, yes. Now, did I think that they were going to take that picture and put it on a magazine? Hell no. But, you know, when I came back to the first C chapter, they're like, hey, is this you? And I was like, uh, yeah. What the, f you know, WTF? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, life is all about, you know, unexpected, unexpected things happening and occurring. So, right. so that's the beauty in it. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, no, and they, hell, they still use this picture on some PGA Tour ads. And you, know, that's you better get your bread for that. Yeah, where's the, where's the check? <laughs> I, I do get that a lot, but uh, apparently I think you sign something before you go there saying that they can use your images for whatever. So, you well, know. Money or not, that's priceless right there. Exactly. That's priceless. That's and like you said, you didn't make the cut. Who cares? You didn't make the cut. It's the experiences that you had along the way. Mm -hmm. uh, man, it must have been some feeling that you got sinking that 40 footer, man. Something else. It was it was an amazing moment, man. I can I, I mean I, I talk about it in job interviews. 
Oh yeah, you got to bring that up. Everywhere, so I mean, I'm, you're gonna get the job before you even finish the story. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, thank you, thank you, Peter, for for sharing that story. And you're number one in a list that, like I said, it, it was probably tough for you to make that list. Well, maybe not tough for you to make that number one because that that one is just absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that there's so many memories um, in the bank in regards to all the different things that we had to go through playing sports and stuff like that. So, man, that's the good. You want to talk about the bad or the funny? We can go, we can just, you know, story time around. We don't need to do a list or anything. We can just kind of go down and, and just have a nice little fireside chat, if you will. And we'll go funny first. We'll end with bad. We'll go funny. Any funny stories y'all have to share? I mean, keep it, keep it G rated for the, uh, the audience. <laughs> I've got a couple, I got a few quick ones. Uh, we all like a good quickie. So in that sixth grade basketball year, <laughs> that sixth grade basketball year, uh, just, yeah, a couple quick ones. One was during practice, you know, my, my teammate. So we're just running, you know, drills or whatever, running a play. Uh, and so he's guarding me. He's all into it. Uh, and, you know, I'm pretty dead serious as we're going through this. And we finished, like, the play, and he goes up to me. He's like, oh, dude, I just farted, like, 20 times. Like, oh, dead, dead serious. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and then we ran the play again, and he's and then he came up to me again. Like, damn, I almost shit myself right there. Oh, my God. <laughs> Talk to Lamar about that. Yeah, so, yeah I mean, that one was just, uh, just a silly moment. I, I mean, I started cracking up laughing after that. Another one was uh, a little bit more badass, I'd say. Uh, so, you know, during that sixth grade basketball year, uh, again, I was a star player, so I guess word got out or something before the game that they needed to stop me. So during one of the games, one of the guys, they're trying to get under my skin. They're trying to talk shit, and they're trying to say, you know, I'm Asian. So they're really like, you know, guy when I was sitting there saying, like, ching chong, ching chong this, whatever. Oh, my. Number yeah. three combo. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. So uh, you know, I'm actually having kind of a bad game, not because of them, but you know, it's whatever. But going down the stretch, uh, I think we were down two or something like that, and the ball gets kicked out to me, kind of like Robert Ory style. Or, you know, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, big shot, Rob. Yeah, and I splash a three right in their face, and as we're walking mm -hmm. down the court, I look right in their face and ching chong, ching chong, this bitch. Hi, that's what you gotta do, baby. <laughs> That's what you got to do, mm -hmm. man. Yeah, so it, it, must, it. it feels so much sweeter. I mean, because we all like to be competitive. We all like to talk trash. I, I'm sure out of the three of us, maybe maybe Miles is probably the biggest trash talker. I love it. I love it. Yeah, Rent-free. You know, Rent-free. He lives in your head. Rent-free. <laughs> Calm down with that bullshit <laughs> around me. Because I was, I was more so like, you know, I'll keep it. You know, I still, you know, jib-jab on him. But I'm, I'm just going to do the play. You know, I mean, I'm going to let my play do in the talking, but yeah, that must have been an amazing feeling just just hitting that dagger on him. Mm, yeah, I, him. I can still remember the look on their faces. It was like, All it needed was just Mike <laughs> Green announcing the game and just saying, bang. <laughs> you know, <laughs> David, Anak David, he actually said something, I think, after me the game because my dad, he was, I was playing bad and it was the first game he had actually watched me. And he's telling my dad, like, where's Mr. Big Shot? And when I made that three, apparently my dad – told him like there he is yeah mm. you know and, and you know, after the ching chong thing you said to the other boys i would have pointed right at your dad too and been like mr big shot's right here 
yeah yeah <laughs> you know do your variation of the game time or something like that you feel me but yeah great story and that funny stories too man that that boy needs to i don't know what the hell you've been eating y'all got y'all got any funnies come on now i got I, it's not really it, it, i mean it's kind of funny depending on your perspective but i got the chance to meet the ball brothers oh in the flesh go on i was in seventh grade so you know they, they were babies at the time like Lonzo was maybe in fourth grade, fifth grade. Um, they called then, you daddy. Yeah, Jello. Jello. Jello was in like <laughs> second grade, and then Lamelo, he was like you know five years old or whatever, four years old maybe. He can be young, and maybe a little bit older. Yeah, maybe a little bit older. <laughs> but um, one of my dad's best friends, his son played on the same um, um, AAU team mm. as as the Ball Brothers, big ballers as they called them. You know, they just they were just <laughs> they were just. You know, running teams by like a hundred, like they were they were scoring like 120 a game and holding their opponents to 20. Yeah. They, so, anyways, it was my uh, dad's friend's son's birthday, so I tagged along and you know I ended up at the ball house, you know, the big ball house as they call it down in Chino Hills. Their old ball house, not to get confused with their new, you know, yeah. mansion that's pretty much like half the size of Chino Hills, but their Amazing. old ball house. I'm talking the one with the pull-up bar on the side. You can see it from the street. They have a nice little small, humble basketball court in the back. But I recall. funny story is that I got the chance to play Lonzo one-on-one. One-on-one. I'm a seventh grader. I have my LeBrons on. I think there were the Soldier twos or threes. I forget. But I had my LeBrons on. He was like, you know, nice LeBrons. I said, yeah, I'm about to shit on you right now. And um, we went one-on-one, and I beat Lonzo Ball one-on-one. Keep in mind, I'm taller than him because he's, like, in third grade or whatever the case or whatever it was. But I beat him one-on-one, and you got LeVar right there watching the whole game. Just I don't know what he was saying at the time, you know, but he was the same LeVar, same LeVar that I recall, you know, back in the day, just talking a bunch of who knows what. But, um, you know, we ended up driving to the park, too, after that, and it was him. And it was my dad's best friend there, and then his son, and then the ball brothers. We were all there. Um, my friend's dad turns back, and he's like, you guys need to know, or you guys need to have something that you guys want to do in your life, you know? Mm. If it's not basketball, it's not basketball. But look at Ryan here. He's a soccer star. That's what he said to me. And I'm like, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Little did I know. I'm sitting in a car with three future NBA players. But that's something that stuck because I was like, you know what? Yeah, like I am. So that gave me some confidence to just like to uh, jab that in there. But it was something small. But, yeah, I got to be in a car with, with three future NBA players. Jello was just let go by the Pistons, even though he didn't get to play a minute. Maybe. But, uh, you know, LaMelo and Lonzo, they're, they're having their own. As, as you know, Peter, as a Pelicans fan, I mean, he's still, um, you know, getting into form, if you will. And then LaMelo, we'll see how he goes. But that was a fun little, like, reflection back on, on the childhood story where, you know, hometown kid, that's Chino Hills, California for you. But, um, yeah, man, that's it for me. I mean, I have so many funny stories. But, like I said, if I'm keeping this G-rated. Uh, hey, yeah. man, let it rip. I'm about to – I got another one that I'll let it rip. <laughs> Miles, that's cracking me up, man. That's cracking me up. But, I mean, I have a lot of funny stories, too. I mean, you know, especially going to all-boys high school. I I can relate. Uh, I'm going to keep it G-rated, too, and for legal reasons. (laughs) You're going to have to talk to my lawyer first. (laughs) But um, I think one of, like, the funniest story, not the funniest, but one of the funniest stories, I think, is uh, probably six, no, freshman year basketball. Um, 
it's, you know, the kids that, you know, aren't going pro or whatever, but, you know, you're just starting off your first high school career. Um, this guy, uh, his name is Eric, not really a basketball player, really uncoordinated, you know, I'm not shouting him out there. Love you, Eric, whatever. Um, but uh, <laughs> this man, you know, he, he really did not give a damn. He mm. didn't. And I'm saying this because he would come into every practice, I swear, with a pack of sour Skittles, and a Diet Coke before practice. And it, it just amazed me because he really is built different. Because, you know, he would actually, you know, practice and everything, he'd be fine. But I've never seen someone, you know, sip, sip uh, you know, a fucking soda yeah. before practice. You know, I just done a sip of soda right now. But uh, your sponsorship right there. But, you know, that was just a man that really just, I was just like, whoa. Like, it just amazed me. Different. It just acts so different. And then another, you know, another doesn't really have to do with me playing sports. Um, it's a really good story, too. Actually, one of my boys, I, I was in Santa Barbara, and uh, I was playing at the junior college over there, and he happened to be from Cleveland. And uh, that was really thing, and everybody knows me. My, 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 my dad's from Cleveland. So, you know, I really grew up, you know, just always, like, that in my ear and um, really that as my roots. So, I, apparently, he has, like, a suite over there that I wanted to take me for like the finals, you know, that's a once in a lifetime opportunity. So I took it, took my $55 spirit flight there and back. <laughs> uh, Strapped on the hood of the plane. Surprised you made it there safe. You know, they didn't even really do the seatbelt introduction. No, so that's, it's know, a good luck. Probably something that I should bring up with the legal team. Mm -hmm. uh, anyway, so we get there and um, man, like there's just like Lamborghinis and, and you know, G-Wagons that are parked in front. And it's yeah. really like, I didn't, I, you know, knew the suite was that, you know, bougie, but mm -hmm. there's like Odell Beckham pulled up in like, you know, like the brown. Yeah, yeah. Or like the orange, uh, the Lambo before he even played on the Browns. So yeah. I guess That's he uh, manifested that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, uh, I see Scotty Pippen walking. I'm in the lobby. I see Scotty Pippen walking. I ask him for a, a picture. And uh, I guess Stephen A. Smith sees like the interaction happen. And Scotty Pippen like just brushes me off. He's like, no, like not today. Like, he brushed me off like a weirdo. Kind of hurt my heart. Shout out Larsa Pippen, though. Psychic. <laughs> 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 <Okay. laughs> but anyways, uh, Steve Ace my season interaction. He, um, you know, sees me not you get rejected for uh, a picture. So he asked me if I wanted a picture. And of course, you know, Stephen A. Smith, you know, the GOAT himself for, you know, talking on the mic and everything. And, you know, of course, he didn't want to hear But, uh, <laughs> I, I I don't know how he smelled this or whatever or whatever, but he said, you know, you've been drinking all night, boy. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> Did Stephen A. Smith just accuse me for, like, just being drunk, you know? I'm not going to say yes or no, but, yeah, I did get a little loose, mm. you know. I had to kind of take myself to sleep after that game. I was like, what is that, game uh, Game three? KD hit the shot on LeBron. Uh, pull up. Basically, huh. in, in the, and sealed the deal. Pull up. So yes, I've I've been uh, drinking all night. <laughs> he smells it. Take the picture with him, and that was just a crazy story. You know, I just was with two almost goats in the sports world um, in a matter of ten seconds. You know, that was just a crazy and funny story that I have to share. <laughs> I will add more, but you know, that's you know. You I, got I, it. Right <laughs> right now, that was good, man. That was a good one. Yeah, Stephen A. Stephen A. Huh? Be that. Stephen A. The goat. He's the goat. He's the goat. Scotty Pippen. I mean, 
I don't know why. He yeah, was, I don't really. Uh, he was being not a big Scotty fan yeah, anymore. Yeah, no, no. You know, I don't know what's wrong with that whole team. Are they like all oh, assholes or something? Yeah, yeah, they are. They. they kind I don't of, understand. The last dance. Scotty <laughs> <laughs> <Not> knew. <laughs> oh man, Peter. Anything else? I've got one more story. It's kind of I don't know, gross. I guess. Let it rip. Let, let it rip. rip. Let, let it rip. rip. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> it was on a golf course. I'm not going to name the golf course because I'd like to go back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Uh, PR. Yeah, how old was I? I was probably just like 10 years old or something. And I just had the biggest urge to take a number, do- a number deuce, you know, and there was no toilets around. And uh, as you do, you find a bush to take a – Take good a, old Reggie. Yeah, take a turd. You know how mad I'd be if my ball ended up there. <laughs> I think like a ball that? can end up there. Yeah, it's like you know the trees. <laughs> that is human shit. Yeah, you can tell the difference between dog shit. Yeah, I remember uh, my cousin, uh, my dad's side, was playing with us, and I could just remember his face uh, as he's driving by. And he was just like, "Oh my god, what is going on?" He's <laughs> just he's gonna take an absolute dump right in the middle of the trees there and you gotta go you gotta go yeah well, the funniest it. thing is that you know a couple years later it's just my dad and i and it's the same damn golf course and i get the urge to shit again and again <clears throat> no bathrooms in sight so i take another shit at that golf course oh my god in the middle of, in the middle of the bushes so yeah uh, whoever works at that golf course i'm glad you didn't name it <laughs> yeah I, and let's keep it i would have banned you myself yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm once once is understandable, but yeah, twice, yeah. twice, twice. I don't know what it is. It's something that you gotta go. You gotta go. I don't <laughs> know what you're eating. It's not hey, gonna wait for you. When y'all come over here, I'll, I'll take you to the course. No, then we're all gonna <laughs> end up having to take a deuce. Too much gumbo. <laughs> too much crawfish and gumbo. You know? Too much. Too much of that southern cooking you got down there, man. Just I'm giving you that urge. Did you leaf it or what did you do? Did I what? Did you leaf it. Like, like no, I just, used I had a rag and we just oh we man, burned, we burned the evidence. I'm sure you 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 kept Please. the rag right for memory. You framed the rag. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's somewhere. You're, you're gonna frame the rag just no, like how LSU is gonna frame the shoe. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's a many story. I don't think I would ever shit on a golf course. Um, you I mean, you're good. So like, if someone sees you, they'd be like, you know, what the hell are you doing? You'd be like, all right, let's see what you really got. And you'll kill him in golf. I mean, us, like, we're going <laughs> to, we're going to, we can't, we can't back up our talk. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm glad that you were able to shit in peace. Yeah. I'm sure you felt great after that. Uh, I, I, there was no peace about it. I felt shameful. I still feel shameful today. <laughs> I'm just glad you didn't have any, like, visitors from, like, you know, your local squirrel. Yeah, that's true. Like that. I'm actually very impressed on how yeah. you did that. Yeah, you executed that. I mean, it was quick in and out. I mean, I had to go. Okay. So you know how that goes. Like you weren't sitting. It, it was like, it was a prairie dog. It was like. Oh, boom, yeah. boom, out. Yeah. Get a little. <laughs> a little chocolate chip cookie. <laughs> a little chocolate chip on Mrs. Fields action. All right. I feel you. Oh, man. Well, that's some funny ass stories. And I'm sure we have a lot more to share. We'll keep it moving. We'll keep it moving. Uh, I want to kind of get to know or. I'll, I'll add something. Let me add something. I'm, I'm going to stray away from the outline. Does y'all have any, like, what, I just wanted to get to know, like, your guys' pregame rituals. Like, did you guys have any, like, thing that you had in common? Like, you needed to do this before a game or you needed to do this to get your yourself prepared? 
I want to I want to know Miles. I'll start with you. What you got? Like you know, big game coming up, day, night before, day of. You know, walk me through it. Walk me through it. Mm. Oh man, I oh, know we all have our little weird uh, pregame rituals, but I don't know why I always had to eat. It doesn't matter where. Um, doesn't matter what game it was. It was a big game or you know a game that didn't really matter. I always had to go to like you know Halo's Hawaiian. Okay. To eat, and I had to get the same order every time. Two spam masubis, the loco mocha. Mama, I Damn. had to get that before every game, and I don't know why. Um, it didn't, you know, mess my stomach up. I was gonna say like game, <laughs> but um, you know, I just had to get that order, and like, I also, uh, what's another? Uh, I oh yeah, I had to take a shot of um, of a C four. Oh. Yeah. Not all right, alcohol. All right, all right, all right, all right. Not alcohol. All right. I was about to call your legal team. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, just to get the heart boosting a little bit. Just a little boosting, you know. So, I mean, that's my pregame ritual. How early are we talking when it comes to you eating? Are we talking like, you know, your oh, like, I mean, probably like two, two, two and a half hours okay. before the game. Because, you know, okay, that's JV game is uh, like, I probably did it during the JV game. Okay. So. And then there's still probably like a, you know, hour, four hour, 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 our game like started. Mm-hmm. So, that's something I had to do before every game. I didn't matter what. I would have probably went crazy um, if I didn't get that, that little ritual in. But, uh, you know, I always listen to music by myself. You know, I don't like to be talked to. Hmm. Um, Focus. But, yeah, those are probably, like, three rituals that I, I can remember. I know I probably had a little more weird ones, but uh, pass it on to Ryan. Just see if he has any. <laughs> yeah, I had a few, too. I mean, eating definitely, I was the opposite. Like, I hated the feeling of having anything in my stomach when I was playing. So, like, I would, like, not starve myself, but I would definitely refrain from having a big meal uh, before mm. the game. But what I did eat, it was oh. a hostess apple pie. A hostess apple pie. I'm talking about those ones that they have a weird wrapping around it. It's like a paper wrapping around it. Right. Look it up. Or we'll post it here so you guys can see. It's a hostess apple pie. <laughs> it was mainly when I was younger, like when I was a kid kid. But even as my dad, like, we had to go to the nearest 7-Eleven to pick it up, like, before my games, just so I can just have a little snack. Just, you know, sugar, you know, you need. I, I love my donuts. I love my sweets. Mm-hmm. I love my sweets. What are those six miles for? I feel that. But, I mean, it's just a pregame ritual is a pregame ritual, whether it's superstition or not. I always had the best games when I had that specific apple pie, and it became a trend. So, stuck with it. But aside from, you know, food-related items – I would need to have something holding my shin guards up. Uh, back in the day, it was just tape, right? We had to tape up, you know, the bottom layer of your sock so you can the shin guard just sits perfectly right above that area. Because otherwise, if you don't have those shin, uh, shin guard, like, guards, if you will, it's going to sink down all the way to your ankle, and it's not fun playing soccer like that. So I always had to have those up, that's for sure. And oddly enough, whenever I had the chance of wearing anything long sleeve, I would wear it. You know, unless it's like, because, you know, SoCal, it's like baked 100 degrees in the summer. So, right. obviously, I'm not going to wear a, a long sleeve in that in that environment. But any other time, I need to have a long sleeve on. I play better with long sleeve. Mm-hmm. So, there's just some weird stuff going on. But music-wise, I mean, I'm hitting the, I'm hitting pretty much. Back in the day, it was before kind of like all these new artists are on the scene. But back in the day, it was, it was a lot of Young Jeezy. It was a lot of mm-hmm. Lil Wayne. Just, you know, some real just Southern rap. You know, it just got me going. It got that dog in me. So, and then once in a while, I'll hit like a Mozart vibe just to kind of calm it down too. Especially if it's yeah, a, a, if it's a big up. game. Yeah. So it's like 
you know, I'll hit put on for my city and then followed by, you know, <laughs> some Beethoven or something like that. So, I mean, it's, it's a mix, but it kind of, it kind of gets me prepared for the flow of the game because things aren't going to be perfect a hundred percent of the time. It's going to be choppy. So it's just you battling through it. So you got to get used to some uncomfortabilities. Like what the hell's happening? Nah, like stay focused, mm -hmm. stay focused at the time at hand. But yeah, Peter, any, uh, let me, let me get to, uh, hear some of your rituals or, or some of your pregame or pre-golf uh, festivities that you like to get yourself in. Man, they say it's unlucky to be superstitious. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, uh, I don't think I really have anything that's like pregame. I, I do know I don't really listen to music, which is weird enough. Not that I, like I try to avoid music, but I don't really I try to be completely calm. Hell, I, you know, when I was a kid, I used to do my homework in the car on my way there. You know, just to find extra time to do yeah, it. Read. Exactly. And wow. uh, yeah, I mean, the, that's great. anything to keep me calm before golf or hell, even, you know, basketball or anything. I think that's that's my thing. Just keep the nerves calm. I will say once I mean, it is golf, you don't want yeah. to be too uh, hyped up, you know, Mental and everything like that. Yeah. But uh, I think one thing in golf is important is just to have the same routine in terms of each swing you make you know, just to take a couple, you know, practice swings or anything like that and just have a set routine. I always made sure I did that. And I will say one superstition I always had was, uh, so the coin that I would mark my ball with, I would always try to get a year that for the number I would want to shoot. So like if I want to try to shoot 67, I'd try to find a quarter with 1967 on it or something like that. Damn. Yeah. So that, that, that. that's my little thing. Yeah. That's specific. Yeah. I saw that in a magazine. So. <laughs> <laughs> Which magazine was it? Golf. Shout them out. It was, it was the first team magazine. I oh, oh, wow. <laughs> I was going to say, they're not on our payroll yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll oh, have man. a legal team. So, yeah, we strayed a little bit away from our outline doing our um, pregame rituals, but I thought that would be fun because everyone's so different. Our preparation leading up to the game, they say preparation is 80%, execution is 20 Well. And for everyone, the ratio is different, but I think preparation, especially in sports, you have to get yourself into that mindset ready for battle, if you will, because, oh, man, playing sports is a lot of pressure, too, especially from coming from our parents. I know for me, I knew I had a bad game is when the car ride home is just silent. Oh. You could hear a pin drop. I mean, I'm, I'm talking that. So that's when I knew I had a bad game. I would try my best for anything of that to happen. But, yeah, man, sport, sports is something else. Sports is something else. Um, but we'll We'll segue finally into the bad. So I don't want to stay too long on this point because, you know, I hate to dwell on things that are bad. But, I mean, I'm sure we've all dealt with something negative coming in your direction. Um, so I'd like to hear, Miles, anything, anything? Anything negative? Like, or let's see. Do you have any sporting regrets? What's something that you regret? Oh, uh, death. Wow. Definitely, when I hear regret in sports, I for sure go back to that Texas game uh, our senior year. Um, had my chance to, you know, show what I can do. I did not lie about it again, but, you know, I did miss a couple of tackles to lead to, you know, touchdowns, and we lost by uh, you know, four. So that's definitely a regret that always sticks in the back of my head. It's, um, it's just, you know, taking it for granted, I think, and not um, – I'm not going to say go as hard as I possibly can, but, you know, I really let uh, the pressure get a hold of me. I think 
It was uh, a big one. And, uh, it was on ESPN. It was on ESPN. You know, you can look it up and see my uh, a big fail. So <laughs> that's something, I mean, it's something also that teaches me to grow, you know, it causes yeah. me to grow. Yeah. So it's also something that, you know, taught me to, to really pay attention more to the details that whole season as well as, you know, later in life as well. You know, when you get a big moment, you get a big chance, you can't let it go. So, I mean, not to get too cliche about it. And um, you just, you know, like Eminem, one shot, one opportunity. That's it. That's it. <laughs> but uh, it's really a big regret, I think. It's just not – it's letting the pressure get a hold of me, I think, um, in that Texas game. And uh, it really just, you know, dwell on me, take a hold of my mental a lot. But uh, obviously, you know, it was five years ago, and, you know, you get over things like that. Um, but it's, you know, lesson learned, you know. You just always got to take chances, uh, take risks, add on to the game. Um, we were just talking about how, like, you know, mistakes and and, and uh, missed opportunities, they really teach you lessons. Uh, so, you know, who knows, like, it ended up with that hat if I didn't make those mistakes and uh, didn't learn those lessons. So, I mean, it's just always adding on to something in life. So, I mean, definitely the biggest regret I had is it's just not taking advantage of those opportunities and not, um, you know, taking risks that game. So, yeah. that's something that always stick with me. So, yeah. Oh, man. Fail, right? Fail. <laughs> but yeah. a wise man once told me, fail is an acronym for first attempt in learning. And you learn so much from a failure. Never be afraid to fail. And I tell this to y'all. I tell this to all my friends. To, I will never be mad if you fail at something. Never. I'll be mad if you don't try. And that's something that always sticks a hold. And, and I need to get that clear because it's true, man. I mean, you put your best before it. It just wasn't the day. It wasn't the day. That wasn't the plan. But you learn so much from that experience, I bet. That 100%. 100%. And so that's why, you know, sports is the ultimate, it's the ultimate game because it teaches you all these life lessons, you know. You're never going to have a perfect day every day in the sporting world. You know, you're always going to deal with adversity. And with me, I mean, it's just mainly I wish I played in college. That's just point blank period. I know, Miles, you got the chance to play in college. Um, and so, like, it's just something that weighs down on me a little bit. You know, I'm, I'm busy that Uncle Rico syndrome, if you know what I mean. Like, you know, being, like it's like I, I, I really wish I played in college. I mean, it's just it's more straightforward. It's not you know, this or that. It's just, I wish I played in college. I wish I had that mental um, drive to say, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to play in college, you know, like, let me do this. Cause I definitely had the talent to, um, but I just never had that drive at the time to really push myself to do, you know, everything that was needed to be done to, to play uh, college athletics. I mean, we got uh, your brother, Kyle, our cousin, Kyle, you know, he's D1 running, running track at Cal and his journey, it took him, to, pop, to Pomona first and Cal, I mean, that's just a testament to, you know, his drive. And, and that's something when I reflect back, I'm like, damn, like, it must, it must feel so much special playing for a, a college, you know, at, at that stage, on that highest level too. That's something that definitely I look back and I'm just like, damn, you know, what if? Um, but at the end of the day, like I said, you learn from your failures, you learn from those things that you wish you could have done and you just apply it to your life moving forward. You know, if it's a job now, I'm saying, I'm, I'm going to apply for it. What's the worst that can happen? They can laugh in your face. And so that's why I think that even though it was a fail, yeah, it was a fail, I learned from it, and that's 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 worth it to me. That's worth it. Yeah, Peter, let me let me hear it. Any regrets or what's your regret? 
uh, reflecting back on your sporting past. Yeah, I definitely feel uh, where you're both coming from. Uh, I think it's kind of combined in that, you know, I do kind of regret not being able to chance to play college golf, but it, it wasn't for a lack of, of trying. I mean, I gave everything I got. I practiced hard. I did everything I could do. And it's really kind of like you were saying, Miles, under the pressure, I didn't deliver when I needed to. You know, a lot of it's, you know, doing it at the right time, you know, with the right eyeballs. Okay. On. Yeah. And, uh, you know, look, I, I, I'm still playing golf now, but I mean, just to have that experience, you know, I, I kind of I put my, you know, what's it called my education and my career before uh, my golf. Once I made a decision to go to college, go to LSU, which I'm very proud of. But, uh, you know, there was there was options to go to like a community college. Like uh, we were talking about Kyle going to Komoda first. But uh, I, I think my my drive wasn't there at the time to, to go for it. And I kind of wanted to go in a different direction. But, yeah, I think it would have just been cool to to. <laughs> <laughs> to, Got a little crap ball here. To play college, uh, be a college athlete, just to see the experience. I yeah, also yeah. say one other experience is that uh, our high school golf team was pretty unreal talent wise. So for us not to win a, a state championship with that with that roster, I think that that was a, a pretty big regret. I mean, there's nothing I could really do other than play better. But you know, it, with all that talent, we we should have gotten at least one. But uh, yeah, those are my two things, pretty similar to what y'all were talking about but you know you live and you learn and i love it i mean i love those, those regrets and you would, and we also, all wouldn't be sports, you always have yeah we all wouldn't be who we are without those experiences i love it exactly you guys put it right i mean the whole time i mean we all have like i was saying um we all have our regrets sports you know that's you know the ups and downs you know even the greatest players ever have their biggest regrets they're the biggest fails and also you guys talked about playing in college i mean Playing in college, I mean, it's not easy, you know, especially just taking all that wear and tear and, and managing your social life and, you know, if you're, you're driving for it, as you said. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, um, it was just – I think I just didn't really apply myself that much in college because uh, I just did so much in high school and, you know, it just took so much out of me. And, like, once I had that opportunity, because we didn't really lift as much in college as we did in, in – uh, at Delta or, you know, in high school. And it was just, yeah, of course, that program, that prestigious program I was in, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, it really taught me a lot. But it's kind of like, it's kind of weird. You know, you don't really, like, you know, do as much in college as you, you did in high school. And once you got that, you know, leeway to, to you know, slack off, mm-hmm. you take it. And, um, you know, that's something that I regret, too. Mm-hmm. But um, if, you know, I did end up pushing myself and trying to play in college and I wouldn't have met the people that I do, you know, not going to Chico and stuff. So everything happens for a reason, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, even though you regret it, you just got to learn from it. And, uh, you know, you're going to have a lot of regrets going through in life. You know, a lot of ups and downs and on the stage. So you just got to keep pushing and, um, you know, I wish I did best. So that's my, that's my little uh, Tony Dungy speech. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that's all right. Love, love it. Love it. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, Coach. Of course. Uh, I got a question. When, when, <laughs> yeah, did so, know, when did y'all know it was, uh, I guess, you wouldn't be pro? Because I think we all had aspirations to, yeah. at least, you know, I mean, you're, you're as a kid, you think, oh, man, I got the talent. And we do have really good talent. When yeah. did y'all know that, you know, probably wouldn't be able to make pro? You know what? I, I, see, 
a lot of people ask me, you know, basketball or soccer because they know I'm dual athlete in that sense. Mm-hmm. I would rather go pro in the NBA. Obviously, check is. I mean, you saw what Giannis got paid today. My goodness. But, <laughs> I mean, I never got to the height. So it was kind of like by default, if you will. Like, I never got to a height where it would be anywhere near, you know, NBA level. So that was kind of out the window. And then with soccer, I mean, it's so tough. It, it's so, so tough. I mean, aspirations are always going to be there to go mm-hmm. pro. But I think, you know, you get to an age and you're just like, for me, it was probably like, you know, early years of high school where I'm just like, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to make the pros. Like it's just point blank period, but I'm doing this for the life lessons that I'm going to learn along the way and just the fun out of it. I mean, it was just so much fun, so much fun with your boys, you know, you're just, you know, collectively as a team, seeing how far you can go. I mean, pro is obviously everyone's long, long shot goal, if you will. And for very few, it becomes a reality. But I think for me, if I were to become pro, I would definitely choose basketball. Uh, just because, I mean, come on now, the lifestyle is just pure sauce and money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> but yeah, um, and, and soccer in the U.S., I mean, I mean, no one even knew. And I bet you guys didn't even know the MLS Cup final was this weekend. Like, no one knew. I mean, this, this is a Super Bowl of soccer in in the u.s and no one gave a rat's ass <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, one sheep. yeah yeah like people would rather <laughs> not not even yeah like people would rather watch jacksonville jaguars versus the tennessee titans than watch you know i mean that's just america for you uh so that's why for me it was just kind of like oh man you know if i don't make it pro in soccer i mean it is what it is but yeah definitely when i look back it's like for me the pros was i wish i could have played in college for sure mm-hmm. but uh, what about you, Miles? When did when did you know you weren't going to be a starting DB for the Cleveland Browns? <laughs> Man, <laughs> really humbling experience. I was probably uh probably middle, probably probably middle of my varsity year. I mean, that's really you know took it to myself. I really wasn't playing as much, but I really you know took a step down and said you know if I can't you know make it to the league or whatever, I, it's people really don't understand how. <laughs> how hard it is to really make it in any sport, you know, mm-hmm. golf, soccer, basketball, you know, football. Those are like, those are top athletes in the world. And I'm not downplaying my talents or you know, what I can do, but um, it really takes, you know, really strong individual and a really determined individual to do that. And I know, um, not that I didn't have the mental drive, but, you know, I just didn't want it as more, as much as they did, you know, probably the body type would have helped out as well. You know, sitting at 5'9", 185, you know, I'm not running the 4'3", 4'4", so <laughs> you had to humble myself. I really wanted to to try to, like, um, play for free in college, and I really wanted mm-hmm. to do that for my education. So I uh, tried to do that, and, you know, that didn't work out, but, you know, I'm trying to get in sports management now. So Nice, nice. You know, that really ties into, you know, my last topic of, um, you know, everything happens for a reason, you know, certain things that don't work out. You know, it's it's for a reason. So, yeah, I think my middle of my varsity year is uh, my varsity season. Mm-hmm. Both of those, uh, I kind of figured out, you know, it's not going to work out, man. <laughs> it's just not. <laughs> it's physically, you know, mentally. But, uh, yeah. So, uh, add on out of you, Peter. So, uh, yeah. You, you, you weren't going pro. Yeah, right, 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 Tiger. right beside Tiger. But <laughs> As Ryan was saying, like, I mean, you always, the drive is always the one to go pro. Hell, I still think, you know, if I had the money and time, I could go pro. But, you know, it it, it came down to, like, uh, summer before senior year. Uh, you know, I'm, I continue to play a lot of golf tournaments, but, uh, you know, just not many uh, eyeballs on you and everything like that. And I'm not playing 
you know, what I'm supposed to be at to be a college athlete. And yeah, and I kind of just kind of figured like, oh, it's probably not going to happen. Uh, but it didn't really dawn on to me until like probably a, a year after, like my one year into college where, you know, I was actually working at a golf course. And so I had, you know, access to the range and, you know, the course for, you know, for free basically. So, you know, I, I kind of worked on my game through that. And I was like, you know, outside the, the structure of high school and everything like that, maybe I could make something happen. And, you know, I, I remember actually coming back from vacation in California uh, and I was about to play a tournament. Uh, and I just remember like the, I don't know what it was, but like the drive just wasn't there anymore. And it was just like, look, I don't know what I'm doing out here. I, I, I want to put more energy in something else, whether it be education, career, or, you know, just you know, the, the college Great life. Point. Yeah. And just kind of, you know, move away from golf, you know, competitive golf, at least, you know, still play it recreationally, but, you know, kind of right then and there, I don't know what it was, but it was an epiphany. It was like, I'm probably not going to make it. And, as you said, Miles, it is a humbling experience because, I mean, you know, you, all three of us have been have been there where we're working hard since, shoot, middle school to to go try to make these dreams happen. And, you know, once you realize it's not going to happen, it's it's a it, it's tough. I mean, you, you're kind of, you know, at loss of your identity and essentially, you know, like any other athlete that retires uh, from their sport. So, yeah, I think that was uh, pretty much it. And our last little second, you just said that, you know, you know, if, if you realize something, you know, that's going to work out, you just put your energy into something else and uh, really try to go hard at that. But, um, I mean, we all thought we were going to go pro as kids. I mean, that's mm-hmm. just the dream. You know, everyone thinks that. Um, but it also, like I said, is a humbling experience because you get to, you know, do something else that, you know, God probably put you on this earth to do. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, neither was going to be the next LeBron or, you know, Michael. <laughs> Tiger, you know, or Messi, <laughs> Ronaldo, <Maybe. laughs> oh, <laughs> but uh, I mean, if you could just take the lessons you learn in sports and then just take it um, and go through life with it, then I think you can go a long way, you know. And I think everybody should really harp on sports, and that's honestly something that you know we all do, and it's something I want to do for the rest of my life, regardless if it's you know on and off the field. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so right on, right here, on. here. Here, here. Well said. All right, y'all. Yeah. Closing statements, Peter. Last words. Uh, yeah. Just to piggyback off off of Miles, what he just said. Like, I mean, just take all the lessons we learn from sports. I, I mean, once we have kids, I definitely would love them to play sports because it's a good uh, simulation for life. You know, in, in, in a you know non, I guess you, you're not gonna die in sports. Knock on wood. You know, unless you get like knocked out, but. You know, yeah. the failures you have, the, failure, the failures you have in, in sports are a good simulation for life. And to take that moving forward is, is awesome. And, you know, like, like y'all, y'all are picking up golf too. So that's a, you know, in my future, I'm going to keep playing and staying competitive. So, I mean, I mean, I know y'all are too. And whatever y'all, y'all, y'all get into. Hey, future video, Peter. Future video. It's gonna be us golfing with you. Yes. We'll see how we score. Yes, we are going to oh, do gonna, a little. That's gonna be a fun one. That's gonna be a fun one. <laughs> that's gonna be a fun one. I gotta get my swing right. Send me a couple videos. I gotta look get, at. Yeah, I gotta get everything right. Anyway, you know, we'll, get, we'll get, get everything in order. Don't worry about that. Once you come, yeah. once we hang and we play, I'll, I'll get I'll get y'all in order. Yeah, please do. Thank you. It's it's not looking too hot right now in Rome. 
<laughs> behind schedule. We were a little bit behind. We had to give uh, Julius Caesar a call. <laughs> but uh, no, like, yeah, I'm, I'm really glad that we had this talk because, like I said, all of us have different sporting backgrounds. But whenever we got together, you know, we were either hooping together, we're playing any sport, but we always got the competitive juices flowing. Uh, when we have story time next time, we'll, we'll get some insight on Uncle Jerry, who is notorious for playing with us. Um, sports, like, come on now, don't get it twisted. Sports, playing, playing sports with us. <laughs> but, <laughs> no one was thinking that. He, he collected a, a very substantial debt with all of the wagering he did with, uh, you know, us yeah. back in the day. Um, but yeah, I have to speak on my legal team in regards to how much I can say uh, about that. But uh, we used to play all the time, you know, any type of gathering we had, it was always, you know, we're out on the court, sweated up, mm. eating Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, it's a good time. It's a good time. <laughs> it's good times. And, and moving forward, it's always going to be the case. You know, every time we link up, it's always going to be a sporting event going on, something competitive. Um, that we're doing, whether, like we said, it's golf or whether we're playing a nice little turkey bowl game or, or basketball. Soccer. Always going to do that. We're always gonna, And it's going to be fun when we have kids, too, and we get them involved. Um, you know, so it, it's fun. And, and this will stick with us for the rest of our lives, uh, the lessons we've learned, the memories we have uh, playing sports throughout the years. But yeah. Any last statements, Miles, from you? Uh, no, I mean, it's one of my first podcasts, so I mean, you know, just trying to get fitted in and and go from here, but um, I'm gonna be trying to get in a lot more segments, you know. Yeah, with, uh, for sure. Wrapping up and uh, linking on what a break finally. Uh, but um, you know, I enjoyed it. So absolutely, so different incorporated. Shout out. Yeah, enjoyed having you, Miles. <laughs> <our> <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, we appreciate everyone. If you stuck with us, I know this one was a was a nice little hour thirty, but. Uh, like I said, if you stuck around for all of it, God bless you. Thank you. We appreciate the support. Comment down below your thoughts. Maybe if you guys had some memorable sporting uh, experiences yourself, please, we'd love to get um, you guys involved as well. If you stuck around for just a little bit of a segment or two, man, we appreciate you as well. But we like, like we always say, we hope everyone's staying safe. Everyone's being healthy. Happy holidays to everyone out there. And with that being said, this is the Anox Podcast. Mm. My life be like Out. That's a wrap. That's a wrap.